How's it going, everyone? I'm the Conservative Nerd, and welcome to the show. So, as you probably know, it is our 30th episode. I cannot believe that we're already at episode 30. It's been such an amazing ride so far, and I appreciate all the love and support that I've had from my community that I'm attempting to build, and we're just getting stronger and stronger by the day. I'm going to start out today's episode with this hilarious article by... Uh, Jeanette Clancy it's called your turn second amendment arguments don't square with facts and statistics guns don't kill people people kill people it sounds like common sense but does it square with facts where there are guns people die by guns we make up only 4% of the world's population but have a third of all gun suicides Deaths by firearms in the U.S. are more than double the average for all countries, including war-torn countries. The U.S. gun homicide rate is 26 times that of other high-end countries, or high-income countries, excuse me. Why Why these appalling statistics? Because guns are only common in America. Women in the U.S. are 28 times more likely to be killed with a gun than women in other high-income countries. American children ages 0 to 14 are about 10 times more likely to die by firearms than children in other developed countries. Most tragically, American kids accidentally kill their siblings, parents, or friends, or themselves. This This does not happen in other countries. Well, at least this author brought up suicides, even in a moronic way. I think blaming people killing themselves on guns specifically is irresponsible. As if if we just take people's guns away, their depression and suicidal thoughts will just, you know, magically dissipate. We know that to be incredibly false when you look at countries like, you know, Japan which has virtually no civilian gun ownership, but has a very high suicide rate. While gun-grabbing liberals sneakily include suicides when talking about gun deaths to, you know, fluff out the death numbers, which 65% of gun deaths in the U.S. are suicides, if you didn't know. And using these poor souls who felt the incredible weight of existence and unfortunately decided to end their lives to push their agenda is very shameful. It's also no surprise because whenever there's a another mass shooting or whenever these ev- events happen, gun grabbers, you know, jump at the opportunity to not let a tragedy go to waste and push gun control legislation even before the bodies are cold. So, like I said, I'm not surprised. Going back to the article, I believe in Second Amendment rights. Another statement contorting facts. The Second Amendment does not prohibit gun control. It was written to prohibit the dismantling of militias shortly after the 13 colonies gained independence. Militias had fought the first battles in the Revolutionary War. For 70 years after the Second Amendment Amendment was written, the right to bear arms meant that states had the right to have militias. How about we ask the Founding Fathers about this statement, shall we? Quote, A free people ought not only to be armed, but disciplined. 
George Washington, 1790, quote, No free man shall ever be debarred the use of arms. That came from Thomas Jefferson, 1776. Another quote, What country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their purpose that their people preserve the spirit of resistance. Let them take arms. Also from Tef- Thomas Jefferson, 1787. And, quote, I ask, who are the militia? They consist now of the whole people, except a few public officers. That came from George Mason, 1788. So this author clearly has no idea what she's talking about. And unfortunately, she's not the only one. Many people mistake the Second Amendment as the government allowing the citizens to keep and bear arms. Yet that isn't true. The Second Amendment was meant as the government putting a restriction on itself that it cannot restrict. The keeping and bearing of arms. Going back to this uh, hideous article. In 2008, Justice Antion... Antolin Scalia introduced another interpretation that gun proponents seized on to argue against gun control. He wrote that the Supreme Court decision that individuals have the right to own firearms, but Scalia also stated, quote, like most rights, the right secured by the Second Amendment is not unlimited. He approved of, quote, the law imposing conditions and qualifications on commercial sale of arms, end quote. This means gun control. Well, if we go back, you know, a tiny bit further to 1803, where it was decided in Marbury versus Madison that the Constitution was the supreme law of the land and that any law that went against the Constitution should be seen as null and void. So, yes, I believe that any law restricting an American citizen from bearing a firearm is blatantly unconstitutional. The article continues, in 2016, a man stabbed 10 people in in Crossroads Mall in St. Cloud. He didn't kill anyone, but was shot himself. Why didn't he kill anyone? Because he didn't have a gun. Guns kill people. Their presence kills. If there were no guns when conflicts happened, the number of fatalities, both intentional and unintentional, would drop dramatically. Our country's awful gun epidemic may be more intractable than the COVID pandemic. Somehow we must grapple with it and control the beast. This lady is blatantly lying at this point. I mean, when you look at countries like Cuba, who have only 2.1 guns for every 100 citizens, so virtually nobody owns a gun in Cuba, yet Cuba has one of the highest rates of stabbing homicides sitting around 76%. Basic liberals like this writer pretend that humans weren't killing each other for thousands of years before gunpowder was invented. The thing that matters is if somebody wants to kill, they will find whatever means they can to carry out that wish. If it's not a gun, it'll be a bomb, it'll be a truck, a knife, a hammer. Even last year, we had a guy who murdered a bunch of people with a bow and arrow. Guns aren't the issue, it's people. 
I love bringing this stat up because I've yet to hear a gun grabber talk about it because it defeats their entire argument. And that's the CDC's gun statistics. If you didn't know the one I'm talking about, the CDC found that there are between 200,000 and 2 million defensive uses of firearms per year. These numbers dwarf the stats of gun grabbers. You know, how the question needs to be asked is how many of these defenses uses of firearms are, you know, lives saved, rape stopped, and kidnappings prevented. And that stat single-handedly proves that the benefits of gun ownership far outweigh the negatives. I'll end this opening segment with another quote from Thomas Jefferson. The laws that pervade the carrying of arms are laws such a nature. They disarm only those who are neither inclined nor determined to commit crimes. Such laws make things worse for the assaulted and better for the assailants. They serve rather to encourage than to prevent homicides. For an unarmed man may be attacked with greater confidence than an armed man. End quote. I'm going to move on to my next article. Ray Fisher responds to Warner Bros. Black History Month tweet, Fans set, hashtag, I stand with Ray Fisher, trending. Warner Bros. Home Entertainment tweeted a Black History Month tribute today, quote, spotlighting some of our favorite DC characters, including Will Smith's Deadshot, Journey Smollett's Black Canary, and Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Fans began responding with photos of Ray Fisher as Cyborg in Warner Bros. Justice League and sent hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher trending on Twitter. It wasn't long before Fisher himself chimed in, retweeting the Warner Bros. post with a message, quote, or you could try spotlighting an apology, uh, an apology to the non-fictional black people affected by your company's racist and discriminatory practices, end quote. Warner Bros. declined comment on this latest social media post, but Warner Media Studios CEO Ann Sharnoff addressed the situation last March. Quote, Our investigator, Judge Catherine Forrest, has issued statements specifically about Walther Hamada, saying that there was no evidence of interference by Walter in the investigation. She said that the cuts made in the Josh Whedon version of Justice League were not racially motivated. We took it very seriously, so we hired one of our top investigators out there and gave her a tremendous amount of leeway, end quote. In the statement from former federal Judge Forrest, she said, quote, I have been asked by Warner Media to provide a statement regarding whether my investigation revealed supporting evidence as to racial animus or insensitivity as to race or disability, and with regard to such allegations specifically directed by John Berg, Jeff Johns, and Toby Emmerich, my investigation involved more than 80 interviews, the review of thousands of pages of documents, and over 2,000 hours of work by me and my colleagues. I and my staff reached out twice to every member of the cast and crew involved in Justice League reshoots more than 600 people. 
as well as all the individuals Ray Fisher specifically requested we interview. We spoke with every individual who would speak with us and all the people that Mr. Fisher asked us to speak with. I found no credible support for claims of racial animus or racial or disability insensitivity, end quote. So, Ray Fisher was pissed that his scenes got cut from the original cut of Justice League, and instead of acting like an adult, he decided to call everyone and their mother a racist. I, I color, color me surprised. Now, don't get me wrong, I have no love for Josh Sweden. He's kind of an asshole. But we've got to stop this trend of calling everyone and anyone who apparently wrongs us racists. You know why? Is because there are actual racists out there and we can't find them because everyone is a racist nowadays. And they're the real racists are actually able to hide. Now, I didn't much care for Cyborg and the original cut of Justice League, and mainly because he was actually barely in it. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I saw the Snyder cut of Justice League, and that was actually pretty, oh, like almost a night and day version of the original Justice League, just with all the scenes. I mean, Cyborg actually has a story arc in it. So, I mean, I'd probably be pissed too if they got cut that much of my scenes out of a movie, but would I call the directors and everyone racist? Probably not. Moving on to our last story, U.S. claims Russia has list of Ukrainians to be killed or sent to camps following a military occupation. The United States has informed the United Nations it has credible information showing that Moscow is compiling lists of Ukrainians to be killed or sent to camps following a military occupation, according to a letter to the UN Human Rights Chief obtained by Washington, the Washington Post on Sunday night. The letter alleges that Moscow's post-invasion planning would involve torture, forced disappearances, and, quote, widespread human suffering. It does not describe the nature of the intelligence that undergirds its assessment. The new warning comes after the Biden administration amid weeks of speculation about President Vladimir Putin's intentions with Ukraine, said late last week that the Russian leader has decided to launch an invasion. Quote, I would like to bring to your attention disturbing information recently obtained by the United States that indicates the human rights violations and abuses in the aftermath of a further invasion are, are being planned, said the letter written by Bathsheba Crocker, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations and other international organizations in Geneva. Quote, these acts in which the past Russian operations have included targeting killings, kidnappings, forced disappearances, unjust detentions, and the use of torture, would likely target those who oppose Russian actions, end quote, said a letter addressed to the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights. Crocker says that the Russian military's targets would include Russian and Belarusian descendants in exile in Ukraine journalists and anti-corruption activists and, quote, vulnerable populations such as religious and 
ethnic minorities and LGBT persons, end quote. Specifically, we have credible information that indicates Russian forces are creating a list of identified Ukrainians to be killed or sent to camps following the military occupation, the letter said, adding that the Biden administration also had information indicating Russian forces would likely use lethal measures to subdue peaceful protests and other peaceful exercises of perceived resistance from civilian populations. Now, am I surprised? Not in the slightest. How many times has Russia done this in the past? How many people were murdered or starved to death in the gulag camps in the early 1900s? Some would put that number at just around 100 million. Now, the current population of Ukraine is 44 million. So if we let Russia invade, how many Ukrainians will be added to that number? And I, I'd say, and I say again, I'm not an isolationist. If we pledged alliance to Ukraine, we have a moral obligation to help defend them. If you haven't heard me before, hear me now. I'm sick and tired of America leaving those we've promised we'd defend to be slaughtered. And I don't want that to happen again. And it absolutely will if we let Russia take Ukraine. And it won't stop there. Those poor people will be murdered, and America will be forever branded in the eyes of our enemies as a paper tiger that we can walk over whenever they please. Now, I wish we weren't in this situation in the first place, and we wouldn't be if Trump was president. But, hey, you think Putin or the Chinese government respects Biden as far as they can throw him? That's a joke. The only reason Putin waited so long is because he actually respected Trump and knew that he couldn't get far anywhere as near as what Putin's doing right now with Trump as the U.S. president. He wouldn't even dare. So I ask all the Biden voters, are you happy? I mean, the ones that aren't dead. I mean... Are you guys really happy with Biden's performance as president of the United States? I don't think you are. Well, I'm going to digress and give you all a couple movie recommendations to end the show. I went to the movies a few times in the past week, so I'll give you two. The first movie I'm going to recommend is called The Dog, starring Channing Tatum. It's about a recovering army soldier who's attempting to get back into the action after a head injury. But to get the final okay from his captain, he's asked to transport a military dog to the funeral of her handler, and who was also the close friend of Channing Tatum's character. It's a real good movie, very feel-good, and honestly, I'd say it's worth the watch. The second movie I'm going to recommend is Uncharted, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. This movie reminded me of a lot of the National Treasure movies, which were personal favorites of mine. If I mean, if National Treasure was based off a video game, it follows Tom Holland's character who is in search for a lost treasure and his older brother, Sam, who he believes was also looking for this discovery of a lifetime, essentially. He teams up with Mark Wahlberg and together they work to find this lost hoard of gold. 
as, as I mean, as video game movies go, this actually is a diamond in the rough. And if you also, if you haven't played any of the Uncharted games on PlayStation, they're also very good. Well, I'm going to end today's show right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. It really helps us out, especially since Facebook's decided to censor all my posts, which is very irritating. We also have a account on Gitter. So if you want more in-depth non-censored content please go follow us on there also if you'd like to support the show further we have a merch store on shopify you can go to anarcane.myshopify.com that's a-n-a-r-c-a-n-e dot myshopify.com we have a bunch of cool stuff over there some shirts some hats some stickers we have some mugs on there uh go check it out well I hope you have a great rest of your day, and remember, not all nerds follow the herd.